Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jacob with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, and I'm joined today by Patricia Corey. We've had her on before. She's amazing. Uh, she's one of my favorite authors of all time. So it's a treat for me to always have her on and, and, and talk about uh, some of her work. She's an internationally acclaimed author and thought leader who has been bringing forth views on the underpinnings of global control for over two decades and a dozen books later. With the bold determination of an investigative journalist and the passion of a spiritual warrior, she reveals the truth about the dark agenda playing out in our world and what we can do about it as individuals and as a global society. Her purpose in all her works is to uplift the spirit and provide direction for healing and the release of fear. I totally agree with that. The former host of the popular BBS radio show, Beyond the Matrix, she has been a guest on hundreds of radio and TV programs, including CNN and Coast to Coast FM. Patricia is a visionary who sees not only what is, but what can be. Her previous books include The Cosmos of the Soul, Atlantis Rising, No More Secrets, No More Lies, and The Emissary. And we're going to talk about your new book, Hacking the God Code, The Conspiracy to Steal, the human soul. So what what brought you to that uh, that idea? And of course, thank you so much for coming on, Patricia. Uh, how's there, how's your life going on out there and the, that lovely island you're on? <laughs> Which question should I answer first? Uh, life is very good here. I, I you know I'm in a very in a peace zone. So yeah. it uh, it doesn't feel like it's falling apart here. It's uh, kind of like the world is, I'm in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, between the continent of North America and the continent of Europe. And somehow you feel like the insanity of the world doesn't reach here. But of course, being plugged in, I am um, aware of all the things that are going on in the world. And my, my answer to this first question is, what brought me to do this is just because now is the time to stand up in our power united. There is no more time for shirking responsibility as light warriors and workers. It's just time to get out there, to face whatever fear still lingers and do it anyway. And uh, that's what you and I are doing and so many people now, and now's the moment. So this information in this book, it's time sensitive, I think, when I, first, when I was writing it, it was a little more scary to put out than it is now because so much is coming out, right. especially about the kid. But uh, I had to, a lot of challenges, put it out, and I said, damn the torpedoes, it's coming out. <laughs> speed ahead, that's right. <laughs> I, I like, uh, it's time for your booster shot of truth. That's a great, great one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I think that obviously the book, Speaks, the title speaks for itself, Hacking the God Code. We have this guy. Oops. There we go. Oh, I, I just saw the screen go down. Okay, thanks. Uh, you know, we have Yuval, baby, talking about hacking the human being. And uh, he came out with that wonderful quote, quote hacking Hack, hackable animals that's what we are which was interesting because that came out after i came up with the title of the book hacking uh hackable animals that they want to turn in the the uh transhumanists are intent upon uh, destroying our humanity destroying our biology and making us these transhumanists bored i mean i'm going to speak freely here i know you're no longer on the tube right I am on the tube, but uh, yeah, I could put this all over if you want to. If you want to just go off, that's good. I'll just take it off this and. Okay, well, I'll be. I'll be. Let's see if I can do it with with uh, coded language and that. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Let's see how you do. Let's see. I, yeah. I, I, so anyway, he, uh, this is nothing. You know, this is nothing contrary. He came out himself and said, "This man Harari, Yuval Harari, who is the spokesperson, apparently the uh, advisor for the WEF, 
And mm -hmm. he came out and he said, we, we now can say that human beings are hackable animals. And our plan is to develop a human 2.0 that will be plugged into the AI and you know, get your messaging and be a better form of human being. And I thought, well, you know, I kind of like human beings. I kind of like what I feel. Oh, and he also said that you will view this, this thing about the soul. I mean, this delusion about God and the soul. And I, I just thought, wow, I really have to write this book because when you start convincing people that they have no soul, you realize you are in spiritual Armageddon here. We're in it. And this is one of the themes of the book. Forget about the eventuality of Armageddon. This is Armageddon. We're in it. Absolutely. And so may all the warriors for the light, and we are many, come to the foreground and we're seeing it. It's so exciting. I get, I get actually get goosebumps when I say those words. <laughs> well, you're, you're the, uh, I've been reading some of the book and of course I'm going to read the whole thing because I read all your books. So it's, it's, it's fascinating. Uh, the, the beginning uh, is, is very much, you know, what I've been uh, talking about for many years and, all the training that I went through as an Navy SEAL and the CIA, and then, uh, you know, having my spiritual awakening uh, and using my remote viewing and remote influencing abilities and so forth. You're talking about how fear is, is they're really hammering the fear and your, your first, your first chapter uh, where you talk about playing God with creation is, is definitely something we know that they love to do. And uh, we're, we're trying to break free. We're trying to like create, but they're, they keep coming in and, and hacking us, hacking into our, our, our bodies, our systems and so forth. Yeah. And I mean, with the discovery of the, the DNA code, everything changed for humanity because somewhere in the book, I said, forget nuclear war, forget all the conventional weaponry, the ultimate weapon, the ultimate weapon weather modification is right up there with the big ones too, is the ability to alter the DNA of any living being, the able to hack the DNA. And yeah. in the book, I talk about CRISPR, which of course you're familiar with all these things, CRISPR and this, this CRISPR tool that was developed not that long ago that made it possible for your average genetic lab to be able to go in, splice the DNA, DNA specifically where they want to, the theme of the book is splicing out the DNA, the actual God code in the DNA, and then putting in to that spot whatever they want. It's become much, much easier with this CRISPR technology. And my question is, so if they're able to cut, go in and, and cut out what they want, what they find in the DNA that they don't want there, which would obviously, if we're talking about a satanic force or an evil force they don't want the god energy the god light within us so if they can go in there and somehow splice it out what are they going to replace it with 666 <laughs> yeah. yeah i think so i think that's their intent so you yeah. some of my favorite course, books you know, sorry yeah some of my favorite books are the uh the syrian seal the starseed tool of transformation syrian starseed tarot and here you have the Syrian experiment and you go into a very nice, uh, very nice detail about that because you're, you're an emissary, uh, you're channeling information. So it's, uh, it's, it's amazing to see. That's what I love about your work because here you are, you're very articulate. You can be very analytical, but there's a very, very deep side of you uh, that goes way down that rabbit hole. And uh, I love that rabbit hole. I, I definitely didn't do the blue pill, right? So I'm, I'm a red pill guy and you, you help help take me down some rabbit holes that I that I found fascinating. Thank you. Oh, I'm very honored for you to say that again and again. That is that's a huge thing. Thank you for that acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's really important. I I love to say to people that I'm a spirit, I'm a grounded spiritualist, because a lot of people are way out there. They're they're yes, they're channels, but you know, they can't talk anything but, you know, what planet they come from, what star system they come from. And, and the, the galactic, you know, messaging language, which is wonderful. But, you know, I, I want to see grounded people. I want to see these red-pilled people that are able to ha have uh, an impact on the unfolding reality that we're in more than perhaps 
and I, it sounds like I'm being critical and I don't want to be, but the part of me that is a, an emissary for the Syrians is only a part. The substance of what I'm doing and who I am is uh, a warrior. And I've always been since childhood, uh, always going against the grain, always um, upsetting the apple cart. I mean, you know, you've read the books, you, you remember the cosmos of Seoul and Atlantis Rising were already talking about uh, harp. I was one of the first people to ever mention harp. I was a, one of the first yeah. people to talk about chemtrails and many other things. And so uh, the work that I do is has that breadth. Let's right. be galactic when it's the right time for it. And right now I feel that the ultimate work of hand is to overturn the, these dark forces. This is our mission on planet Earth. It's mine. Yeah, and I found myself that when you expose their their lies and deceit, it basically breaks down uh, their system, and they can't go forward with it. And uh, that's that's what you know. I see you have done that, and you have laid the groundwork like you're talking about. You've been far out there, and I've read your work, and I was, and I catch up to it, and then I'm like, because you you're laying out stuff like that that. I've seen it and I didn't understand it, but you bring it in and really lay it out. So, uh, so once I come across it, I was like, Oh, that's what Patricia was talking about. Uh, so long ago. And I mean, long ago, I <laughs> remember really, really long ago, like over a decade ago sometimes. So, uh, you know, I learned from you that it is possible to see into the future and pull information and then warn everybody, you know, what's coming or, not just warn everybody, because that's, that's another beautiful thing about your book, is you're helping us see that there's something very beautiful that's that's transpiring here, even with all of their control systems and uh, trying to come after us. Once we lose the ability to see the positive side of the darkness, hmm. we're, we're, we're screwed. <laughs> and so <laughs> we need to be able to look at the darkness. This has always been my message is that it's not, you know, in my idea of spirituality is not to just say, well, I only want to stay in the high vibration and love. And I, that's where I live. That's where I breathe. However, I will look that devil in the eye. I will look that beast in the eye and say, all right, come on, let me see what you got. What is it you've got? Mm -hmm. And you've got to have giant kashukas to do that because, you know, <laughs> you will be tested. I have certainly been tested in my life. I know you have over and over again. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's a special breed of cat that keeps coming back to the front line and saying, okay, try again to blow me down and see what happens. And because one of the reasons, Michael, I'm sure you'll agree is I know that I'm an immortal being. So, you mm -hmm. know, you want to take me out? Fine. My mom's sitting on the other side waiting with the coffee. So I'm living <laughs> that. That is a, uh, that's, and really, you know, because you have that attitude, that's probably why you're still here. Because uh, the people that are in fear, like you talk about, are the ones that you, and I've talked about this over and over, they're the ones that usually go, unfortunately. So being able to identify, you know, what's going on. Let's let's go into this march of transhumanism that's coming at us. Well, yeah, I'd like to also say that we're no longer talking about conspiracy theory, which is refreshing. We don't have to worry about that anymore because now it's right out there in your face. This mm. is an agenda. Agenda 21 was a trigger. Now we've got agenda 2030 and it's clearly represented by the WEF and their, and their minions that that is the target date to see our species pretty much turned into cyborgs. We've got Musk, Okay, we've got people who love Musk, and, and I am uh, cautiously intrigued. But I'm not saying, oh boy, look at him, just because he, he comes out with the rhetoric of uh, wanting to make a social platform that's free. And then mm -hmm. In the meantime, it, let's see if that even happens. But right. you know, he is intent on drilling a hole in your head. Have you, have you seen his video? Have you seen his video for Neuralink? I, I don't think so. I, I know the concept. Oh, the yeah. He's got a video, an animated video where he shows a robotic surgeon move in over. It's, a, it's an animated uh, image for the moment. Move in over the human being. Down goes a drill. I'm not kidding you. Drills through the skull and then 
you know, implants a little computer, not an RFID chip, which I also talk about in the book, but an actual computer. That's Neuralink. And it's, he's already using it on, well, some animals died. Now he's got a pig that has it inserted and it's totally controllable. This animal, this poor animal is totally controlled robotic. And so the excuse as it has been in the past is that uh, it's to help with spinal injuries, all that paralysis. Meanwhile, I don't want anybody drilling a hole in my head. I'm not taking any chip. I'm not taking an IRFID chip. I'm not taking any shot. Nothing's coming into my divine territory. Right. And so, you know, we look at them unfolding it. They're just unabashedly unfolding this program to turn people into uh, boards, sideboards. And that meaning uh, hooked up to AI, uh, wearing and implanted with software technology that will uh, allow the AI system, central, computer central, to not only receive and monitor everything that they're thinking, feeling, pumping, et cetera, there, but also, of course, to receive mandates, orders, instruction, and implant thoughts. Mm -hmm. Now, in your book, uh, as, as I noticed in the, in the first few chapters I've been reading so far, um, you're very inclusive. And I, I, I love that about your work. Uh, you you include everybody. We, we know that some people um, are extreme on either side. Uh, we're not going to probably appeal to them. But there there are a lot of people in the middle that I think are coming around to this information and uh, the things that are happening to us. Uh, I see I see I see it and hear it from a lot of people now. Uh, many of us thought it was like, oh, we're, we're screwed. You know, <laughs> like there's not going to be enough wake up. Uh, but there is, uh, it is happening. Uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm very optimistic. I'm very, uh, also very intrigued. So it's a very sensitive climate they're in. You know, you have people that are trained to become, uh, you know, antagonistic. Uh, I, I call it the MK ultra crowd that have been, you know, pretty much pre-programmed to, if you get out of line, they attack you or they attack anyone that's you know, not of the agenda, and they're trying to put that into laws and stuff like that. So how do your, your work will be controversial for those people. How do you approach those people uh, going forward? Or do you? My work has always been controversial. Yeah. It's only oh, yeah. the stakes are much higher because people are more incensed and there's more craziness out there. But I've always had to face that problem. And, you know, it's quite amazing that I've always had a, a, I suppose, a way, some people say it's maternal energy, of, of putting the energy and information out without uh, harming, hurting, cutting anybody's ego, anybody's um, belief program system, for better, lack of a better word. But yeah. now, as you, as you read in the introduction, I'm just like saying, for starters, don't even think about asking me to change my pronouns. I'm not doing it. I don't know if you read that part. Yeah. I wanted to make it very clear that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a love language. I love beautifully expressed literature, and I'm not adhering to that program. I'm not adhering to never have uh, to political correctness. In fact, my motto, is, my motto is, I'm politically incorrect and proud of it. And that you know, that's going to aggravate and anger a lot of people and separate a lot of people. And, you know, goodbye. And there will be controversy. And, I, I, you know, I know that I'm in the eye of the, of the dragon, let's say, with this book, more than perhaps more than others. Although I, I don't know if you ever heard my story about getting a little visit from the intelligence officer. Did I ever tell you that little number? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Absolutely. And he said, well, you know, Patricia, uh, this no more secrets is pushing the envelope and I said well get ready because I'm only just getting rolling <laughs> and uh, you know he threw his badge down the table and it said head of intelligence southern European NATO and I was like oh <laughs> well you're paying for lunch <laughs> you know that it's like what I my message for, to people is you cannot allow yourself the luxury of fear because it has that resonance frequency that goes they go that draws them right to you 
you have to be in fearlessness. Yeah. And yeah. if you're not, you can't do the work that I, you and I are doing. Right. And, and I think even the people that are not in the front lines, people that are just trying to cope with their communities, trying to cope with balancing out their lives, their children, et cetera, there's no room for fear anymore. Right. It's show and tell time. And that I see a lot of people rising out of that spell, the dream spell. And mm. one of the reasons is because the information is coming out now about the Jabberwocky and the truth about the Jabberwocky, starting with the Pfizer document and more and more. You know, you I'm sure you're covering this all the time in your shows. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Quite a bit. And, and people are just they're faced with reality much more now and they can't hide from it. So we shall see if I'm, if you don't hear from me anymore, uh, you'll know that I was sent to my pasture on the other side, but well, I am not afraid because, you know, Michael, I've lived a very rich life and I also have extraordinary protection. My guides are just mm -hmm. amazing. I mean, I, to the point of being pushed off the road. Uh, the, some of some of the similar things that you recounted to me mm -hmm. uh, when you you were uh, you were telling me that extraordinary story about the explosion or whatever this happens to me too it's still happening and so I I believe that I'm protected and I I just have got to say what I have to say and have the torpedoes as I said so we're we're looking like we're on the precipice of uh, World War Three uh, we're seeing seeing a lot of events that are seem to be pushing it. Uh, we're all like, I think most of humanity right now, what are God's doing? We're not on board with this at all. So um, it's, it's getting pushed, whether we like it or not. A lot of things are getting uh, sprung on us that we don't agree with. Where, where do you see this going? Is this, uh, is this the end or is, are we going to like, you know, is this a wake up call and we're going to uh, push beyond this? What's happening with that? You mean the end of life as we know it? Yeah, I mean World War Three. There's living. We're we're living Armageddon right now. So it's, right. Uh, it's it's because I've talked about that. I said that long ago. That we're in that right now, and uh, I said it like I think two years ago. I was talking about this. Uh, for me, you know, I'm I feel like we're we're in it and we're moving beyond it, but we keep having these these things come up, like this possible you know nuclear event. You know, between Russia or or uh, a dirty nuke or something like that. So, where do you where do you think all that's going? I I start with the premise that these evil creatures don't want a, a burnt planet. They want everybody off of it, but them. But they don't. I don't think that they're going to nuke this planet because that would be anti productive to what their goal is right yeah. they wouldn't be buying 27 room mansions on the beach if their plan was to fry it good point so first of all i i believe that the nuclear thing it, the problem is that we've got maniacal people in positions of power so you there can be an accident hmm. and that is a very real possibility and you know if there is an accident People have to realize, because I've heard people talking about taking iodine tablets. And, you know, back in the days when I was a kid, we had duck and cover procedure at school. Yeah. You have this miniature little desk and you're supposed to, you go into the desk, cover your head. And I, whatever, I, let's say I was six or seven years old, said to the teacher, excuse me, but if nuclear radiation is the problem, uh, how is this the solution? Because I was already awake as a kid, right? Right. So my approach to this question, this question is, number one, we're already in World War III. It's the globalist of power against the human being. Mm. And it, it's not Ukraine. It's not a war of territories. It's a war of destroying the human race, mm. right? Yeah. And I personally believe that these dudes want to see it out. They don't want to just kill us. That's not good enough because there's a satanic element here. They, and that's the theme of the book. They want the soul. If they just fry us all, they don't get the soul. And that's what they're after. So that domination of the human being and the transmission, the transformation, transmutation of the biological loving human 
human being to a satanically controlled robotic cyborg. That's their goal. So unless somebody slips and makes a boo-boo, I don't think the big plan is to nuke the planet. But it's the ultimate scare button. And I also think, and I'm sure you'll agree, that they have the power to create a holographic nuclear explosion anyway. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what so I thought. They can, just, they can do a pretend nuclear event, another PSYOP, and right. uh, get just as much results from that mm -hmm. as they would if they actually nuked the planet and destroyed their playground. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I two years ago, they, they were they were flying CGI into buildings. So, uh, yeah, that CGI is definitely yeah. on a different level now. Yeah. Have you ever seen the image of the high school gym where the whale comes out of the water? Oh, yeah. That's cr that's amazing, right? That blew me away. Water was, and wow, everything yeah. splashing. I thought, boy, you know, we are in we really are in such a simulation now that it's very hard to understand. Uh Sorry, my, my dog. This is not a time, sweetheart. Uh, it's, it's getting very hard to discern, even as viewers like you and I are. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I, I can barely make out if I'm having a vision or if it's physical or what. Mm. And as, as we progress into the insanity of this sci-fi world where we know that the technology they've got is at least 100 years ahead of what, where we would normally be, it's very, it's getting very hard to make out anything that resembles real. Then you've got CERN stirring up the lower spirit world. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very, very frightening time. But the power is in remembering that whatever is going on in the play, we are divine beings. And this tube that we're in called life is a finite little 70 80 90 years of hanging out in density yeah. we came in these this bright light squeezed through this birth canal came into this dense problematic field and are going to be going coming right out again back into that brilliant light into that greatness of spirit and that that is what keeps me sane yeah so you no know, it's only life don't take it too seriously yeah so one of your chapters you have dna the divine blueprint now we know oh wow my book just came as we're talking look at that no way <laughs> isn't that awesome oh my god That's so cool. <laughs> can you hold it up because i still don't have mine i'm still waiting to get don't have your own oh that's this oh, that's like. great. <laughs> it's a big book. It is. It is. Ah, I just love your books. So I'm so happy. All right. So the uh, the DNA, the divine blueprint, let's talk about that a little bit. And it's kind of roll into the messenger RNA injection. Okay. The essence of life is the DNA. It is the great architect, architecture of biology. And so in the book, I go into the discussion of if there is a prime creator, I, I prefer to talk about prime creator rather than God, so we don't get that religious slant. Mm -hmm. There, well, I don't say if there is. Prime creator must have been one amazing mathematician artist. People ask me, what do I understand God to be? I say the great mathematician. Because everything in creation has a pattern, a vibrational sequence, a code. I mean, you know, you. the other day I was looking up close, which is a little dangerous, to a bee. And I could see, I was in an altered state, but I could see the, the absolute design on, its, on the back, where mm. the stinger was, mm -hmm. the perfection of the design, I thought right down to the insect skin color design is everything is designed in the most impeccable artistry and this to me is god right oh, god. so the, the dna is the code for life 
for every living being on this planet has an architectural divine blueprint. Mm. We human beings, as you know from my books, uh, the Syrians have talked about how we were designed to be 12-stranded mm. beings. We were taken right. down to two, which is too long for us to go into now. Sure. And that with just this, this double helix, we are still incredible beings. But we do have 10 other strands of DNA that have yet to be coded. And now they're not calling it junk anymore. I guess they got too much hassle for that. Too much criticism. So the science, the world of science that claims to, to, to dispel our world of spirit, um, stop calling it junk DNA. Now they're calling it non-coded DNA. Mm. So we have this 10 strands of DNA floating around in our system, like 90% of the DNA is scrambled. And my uh, proposal in the book is that for the people who have already had this Jabberwocky and have now had uh, a synthetic mRNA interfere with the natural DNA, because we do know it has been confirmed now that it does in fact alter the DNA. This was a study at Lund University in Malmo, Sweden. Mm -hmm. And they, they came out and said, and then sort of retracted that the DNA, uh, they have seen that the DNA uh, is altered in the liver cells from the mRNA. Of course it is. It's a, it's a synthetic messenger that's going into your DNA system and saying, uh, no, you don't want to do that. You're going to do what we tell you to do. We've got a better way for you to replicate and divide and create proteins and whatever, right? Right. So I've lost my train of thought now. All right. So you're, you're basically beautifully outlining, you know, how beautiful God's work is. Uh, where where the DNA our DNA is basically his mathematical artistic precision beyond belief and we can see it in everything around us like you like you described <laughs> with a B and I've been in those states where I go in a super super detail like that and 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 just like just oh wow that's that's amazing um and then on a on a, on a micro and a macro so I would go back and forth uh, I did this, I've done this many times. So it's kind of the training that you go through uh, when you're going into these levels of spirituality, like we, like we're talking about right now. So now we have bio um, warfare. Mm -hmm. I just want to follow that thought out while I still cognizant of what I'm saying. So that, when you asked me about, about the mRNA, the way to uh, alter this divine if, if something is going in, something is being put into human beings mm -hmm. that has capacity to alter DNA, you can only surmise that it is intent upon altering the divine blueprint. And that would mean, considering that this is quite an evil, I have to call it satanic, um, yeah. system program, that they're after the God code. They're, at, they're going after that light within us mm -hmm. that uh, keeps us connected to source the soul and when harari said these ideas of the soul it really gets up my nerves mm. and you know god um we don't the, the human 2.0 won't be using this you don't need it we're making a new version where you don't need this idea p.s we don't you don't need to be god creatures of god beings of light we are going to subvert you we're going to subvert that and make mm -hmm. you enslaved to the Borg. It's it's quite diabolical. Yeah. And I'll let everyone know that's listening. You're very articulate with this and you're very, it's easy to understand. But you you go into detail and you you really see this on a larger scale in your in your work. So uh, you know, if you're intrigued by this, you're really gonna love Patricia's work all right reading the book uh which i'm looking forward to and i have for all of your work so it's absolutely amazing so i i've talked about how um we knew the next war was going to be like a bio warfare uh when i was in the cia and when i was in the seal teams uh we we were constantly being trained to go after that to find that uh and the people that were um potentially 
going to use that, right? So we've uh, we've seen uh, what appears to be state actors that have used that, um, and we thought it was going to be rogue, rogue elements that were going to capture some of that, and uh, you know expend that upon the population in some some type of fashion or force. But we're seeing it globally, this thing that went global. So obviously, uh, you you see the footprint of of very large global um, type of network that has gotten this thing out there. So like you're, you're saying, it's, it's almost like they have captured the Luciferian types that come in and captured everything. And, and you go through that. You, you, you do a very good job, I think, of letting us know that, yeah, it looks, looks really bleak, but they're after that DNA. They're after that guard, that, that God spark. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, or my, more about that because you have been talking about that, but a little bit of detail. My my point is that okay. First of all, they, they underestimate the the Achilles heel of the dark force is they underestimate the light of the human spirit. Mm -hmm. They always have, and that's why they are in deep doo doo at the moment because everything they keep trying to do is backfiring because they yeah. underestimate the human spirit and mm. that is our power and that's why they're after that light that's why when they want to mutate the dna because they they want to kill that light that god force that we are and they never will because that would take annihilation of every single human being on the planet we would rise again this homo sapiens will not become robo sapiens no matter that's what they want they want to turn us into robo sapiens Yes. But as long as one, two of us are still standing, that will never happen. And right. that all of this information now is coming out about DNA. I mean, I've been talking about DNA, as you know, for 25 years. And now it's just everything is about the DNA. So more and more people are, are starting to realize, well, I don't want anybody to mess with my DNA. And there is the backlash of people that have been and that have taken the jab that are starting to say, oh, my God, what have I done? Maybe people are listening right now. Oh, my God, what have I done to myself? And I believe that. Going to give away a real uh, salient point of the book here. My theory is that if these dudes are injecting into the double helix a code, which I believe that their their point is to somehow alter the the DNA code mm -hmm. to take the six six six, so that the mark of the beast is not on your forehead or in your wrist. It's in the DNA. That's the plan. Okay? Yes. But we have ninety percent of our DNA uncoded. Maybe that happened for a reason. Maybe in the divine plan, because one has to ask, if there is a God, why are we seeing so much evil? And that's a philosophical question for another day. But my point here is, when we were interfered with and those strands were uh, scattered within us, maybe there was a divine plan there that at, at this time, when the great battle of darkness and light would, would be underway on this planet, we would be able to use those 10 strands that are not affected by what they're mm. putting into the double helix to alter and heal and repair what they've done. Wow. That's as powerful. It's out there a concept, but I believe that that's what's happening. Very good. Very and so good. I'm working with people to activate other strands of DNA. In fact, the second part of the book is about activating sacred geometry within the DNA, which I've done before, but it's more intense in this work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing that part two, light strings of the universe. So that's that sounds very intriguing. So you're you're touching on that. That's very nice. Um, you know, on a on an analytical um, level and on a physical level, you know, I, I, I fought these guys, but the real the real wins have been on the on the spiritual level and 
you can't win because a lot of people think it's going to be some kind of physical war or something like that. It's not. Uh, it's it's they're trying to drag us into that. And that doesn't that doesn't that we never win at that. They always go ahead and, and get more control. So they're trying to do that again. So the real uh, the real catch in like what you're talking about is to get people to understand that they're incredibly power, powerful, uh, activating their own DNA uh, to overcome all the stuff that's happening around us uh, and start to activate those strands of light, uh, universal uh, strands of light that are out there. That, that's, that's very, very intriguing. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, bearing in mind that what, what we talked about, about the vibratory frequency of fear mm-hmm. is yeah. the absolute antithesis of what we're trying to achieve here, which is the vibratory frequency of empowerment, of love, of trust, faith, God. Mm. So like um, Emoto did with the water crystals, we saw his wonderful work taught us that thought and energy sent into water crystals alters their, their geometry. Have you seen his work? Oh, yeah. I love his work. Absolutely. Yeah. So my point is, let's let's get out of this. Oh, my God. First of all, it's like I'll never take I'll never take the Jabberwocky. I'll never do it. It's still, you know, forget about it. It's not going to happen, period. Forget not on my watch. And then for the people that have there's all this fear. Oh, my God. That's over. It's done. What are we going to do to fix it? Well, first of all, you know how powerful the mind of mind over matter is. Mm-hmm. How consciousness can alter matter is where people need to be putting their energy right now. And I believe and have always brought forward that no matter how dark something is, no matter how dense it is, you have the capacity with focused intent to alter its material vibrational sequence, frequency. Yeah density, call it what you want. So I don't believe for a minute that that's not true. I did believe for a minute that this uh, insertion of this beast would uh, be very hard to overcome, but I don't anymore. We've got a lot of extraordinary doctors working night and day researchers trying to figure out how to unload this thing. And Mm. most importantly, my point is if that's true and we can manifest whatever we want, the, the question here is how does one focus the intent so acutely to shatter glass? I mean, I use that metaphor in the book about the opera singer who reaches a certain pitch and actually can shatter the glass. And I think that the chapter is called that, the shattered glass. It's like reaching a frequency where you, you can blow anything and it's not supposed to be there out. It's from your mind. It's from believing that you have the ultimate power. And it's from knowing the God within you. Yeah. And so all this talk that we're doing right now in our circles of truthers about the war and Mr. T and white hats and black hats, it, you know, it's exhausts me. And it detracts from that state of mind that we, where mm. we do our best work, which is the outer world I cannot affect, or at least not that much. I can I can have an imprint on it, but I can help some people, but I'm not going to change the outcome if they decide to push the big buttons. So yeah. the inner world is where I live. And how can I bring that forward to always be in a state of empowerment over the material world that I create within my body and around me? And to... Uh, manifest and reflect that light that joy of being alive to whoever i can reach yeah and creating health and wellness you know absolutely so we'll we'll have to we'll have to have you back after i read the book and we'll we'll go deeper with it because i i got a lot out of just a few chapters um so i know that the book is going to be you know exceptional it it seems to be so far that i'm into it, it it feels like this is your best work yet which is phenomenal. I think you put a lot of energy into this one. It really came through. And I I know you talk about how, you know, there in the book, you're there and all authors go through this where you had those moments where like, I don't know what, nothing's coming, nothing's coming through, but it was, it was, it's a lot of times it's timing. 
And like, I think this book is a perfect timing type of, it's the perfect timing of the material that's needed by uh, many people. I think this, this book will really help a lot of people help them understand this. And I was getting that reading and I feel like I'm, I'm fairly well versed on this stuff, but I was getting a deeper understanding already from it. So that's, that's definitely going to be uh, something a lot of people are going to get. They're going to get that calm because you and I are very similar as far as like the, the, you got to get past the fear. You have to get in that love vibration. And you speak of that. It's very, very eloquently in the book. You, you outline it, how they have used that that negative fear uh and it's it's good when people can see that because i can talk about it talk about it talk about it but someone can sit down with it and and really read it at their own pace and take that information in and maybe take a little break and come back to it you know when they're ready for a little bit more that might be the perfect thing so yeah I'm reclaiming your mind in part two that is that is what we're we're seeing a lot of it seems like this this craziness uh the stuff that goes in the stuff that's going into people's bodies uh is infecting uh, infecting and affecting the mind uh so i and what we're talking about right here is raise your consciousness and you're going to break that pattern because i've i've done this several times i've been a, i've been physically attacked um with a with a heart weapon machine and i overcame that i've been physically attacked with this bioweapon where they sprayed it on me and I was able, I felt like my heart stopped in my sleep and I burst through that and, and came out and, and I was better after that. So, uh, it, and that's because I have a very strong mind, very strong will. And I understand this information, like you're talking about, you, you do a good job of it. So reclaiming the mind, let's, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. I, I would like to uh, go back to what you were saying about, there were times when you stopped in the writing. And it was a voice that was saying, do you really need to put your ass on the line to this point? Because this book is going to upset a lot of people and it's going to certainly, and I, this, it wasn't quite fear, but it was close to fear. Yeah. Do I really need to do this in my life. I've already contributed what I, 12 books, 13 books later. And, and it just was like, hang, hang. and it was on the heels of having been uh, cancel culture by my former publisher. Yeah, right. So it's like, this is going to be trouble. And in the end, I just said, okay, you're going to do it and you're going to publish it yourself and uh, walk through the fear, whatever remaining fear there is, because you're on a mission in your life. This is part of your mission and just do it. And so that is a reflection of what you were asking me about the, the mind, because I thought to myself, it was like when I jumped into the ocean the first time to swim with the dolphins, because mm. I was channeling the book, Messages from the Great Whales and the Dolphin Beings. And I had this extraordinary fear of sharks. It, it's a primordial fear of sharks. I think it was because I lived, I grew up in California and, and everybody kept coming out, arts missing out of the ocean from Santa Cruz. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I said to myself one day, got to get in the water with them because otherwise you know this channeling it's just not complete and i feel like i'm a con and i'm not a con so i gotta get in the water and it was like shark, shark, shark. <laughs> and i thought okay i'm gonna face my fear and meet the dolphins and i had this extraordinary i think we talked about it, extraordinary 250 dolphins two hours in the water with them facing mm. the fear facing the fear and thinking i would have missed this if I let the fear mm. dominate me, this fear that has no ground, right. it's just in my head or whatever childhood uh, outer information, never been in the water and had a shark come near me, right? And so this was a great lesson for me about the, the liberation one feels when you really face your fear and go through it, like you said, like you did, and you're all the better for it. And this is mind over matter. This is getting your power back, your mind back. And it, it's also very helpful to cut out television, cut out the cell phone, cut out the noise that is. I talk about this in the book, how the television was designed to have that flicker in it. You know about the flicker. Oh, yeah. So the 
uh, who was, what was his name? I've got it written down here. Let me pull this up. It's in the book, but I made a note of it and I, I forget his name. They did a test. Um, this man, Herbert Brugman, that was his name. He worked for GE and they, he did a test back in 1969 to see how they, what, how they could entrain the mind by using a, the flicker mm -hmm. to entrain the mind into a receptive state. And what they found by putting a, a 20 year old woman in front of a, t of a t TV screen, sorry for stuttering, uh, and connecting her to an EEG is that within four or five seconds, she was in a submissive state, mm. the flicker. So wow. yeah. people don't recognize the fact that they are being put into hypnotic states in front of the TV, period. People are in front of the TV all the time. I mean, I can't even go, I can't socialize. I'm not a social creature anyway, but I refuse to sit in somebody's house with the TV blasting in the background and to have a moment of tea or conversation. I just can't do it, right? I don't have TV. I haven't had it for 25 years. It's not coming into the house, just like microwaves and all the rest of it. Oh, okay. And so um, this exercise, this test they did, showed them they didn't even have to use subliminal advertising because they could put people into a into that hypnotic state that fast with the flicker. So people say, what flicker are you talking about? And I say, well, if you look at a TV set through the computer, right. you can see the right? But the oh. conscious mind can't pick it up. So mm -hmm. why did you invent the wand? Because if people had to get up and change the channel, it would knock them out of the state. So now you can just be there and be zoned out. With the and the point is here, be in charge of your mind. You don't have the luxury. We don't have the luxury right now to be absent from reality. We've got to be in charge of the world, the immediate world around us. And as much as possible, push out and away everything that's coming at, especially technology coming at you to possess your mind and mm. so this is something i'm really big on in this book it's just like take your power back take your mind back get your uh, understand the sacred geometry within you and rebuild the strands of dna that are floating around supposedly with no purpose of course okay. they have a purpose you know do is there anything in divine creation that doesn't have a purpose, right down to the ant, right down to the ant that comes in and clean, scavengers that come in and clean away death. Everything has a purpose in the universe. But here we are, the supposedly highest conscious beings on the planet, and we're walking around with 90% of our DNA with no purpose or no identifiable purpose, and 90% of our brains, gray matter, no identifying what that's for. So my theory is that perhaps, just perhaps, this time was the time for us to reacquire that 90% in the end days, or if we, if we want to call them the end days, or the, the, in the Armageddon days, because the end days sounds like we're going oh, to die. In a, no. That's not their plan. They're not, they don't want that. They want a slave race. They want to be able to gloat over, look what we 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 own them totally. We own them right down to the DNA. By the way, you know, I also talk about this in the book. There's a debate and legal matter, uh, legal discussions going on about if they alter the DNA in a laboratory. So in other words, everybody gave their DNA away to these DNA uh, ancestry uh, companies. Yeah. If they alter your DNA in a laboratory, it went to the, I think it went to the Supreme Court. Do they actually own your DNA? And the answer was, well, actually they can't own your DNA, but if they own, a if they modify it, what they modify, they do have patronage over. So are we talking about being owned right down to the DNA. I discussed this in the book. I think this is an important conversation to have. And so, by the way, for anyone who's listening, if don't be sending off your DNA samples because they don't go 
it's not about finding out if you're 80% Italian. I already knew that anyway. <laughs> it's going to laboratories. It's being developed, perhaps to become a chimera with an animal DNA, mm. perhaps become a hybrid with alien DNA, or yeah. perhaps simply be mutated with whatever they want. And that includes mutating the code, the God code, stripping out the light and putting in Luciferin. You know about Luciferin. Yeah. I mean, it's in our faces. Lucifer in being the enzyme that they're extracting from fireflies and other luminous beings, uh, creatures, and putting in, in their experiments, into the cellular makeup of human beings. And, gee, it's, isn't that interesting that they can scan it? With a cell phone, apparently, with the right software, you can actually uh, scan luciferase lucifer in in a human body is that how they're going to decide who has been taking the jabberwocky or not yeah i think so, I think so too and you know that you know there'll be social codes if you're like you know being good then you'll get your uh you'll be able to use your uh, i guess you know your money because you'll have that digital uh, so they'll determine if you're going to be able to buy any food or anything. If you're, you know, yeah, you're, you have your social your, credit you have, score, your social credit score. So they're talking about that, talking about having, a, you know, a global, you know, digital currency. So this is part of their, you know, agenda 2030 type stuff. So it's, yeah, it's moving in that direction, but there is, there is a way that we can unhack their hack. <laughs> so uh, I love that. And they're, no, they're not going to get away with it. And that is the point of my book. It's like, you know, this looks like what they're going to do. It looks like they've got everything set up to achieve it, but everything keeps failing. Right. It does. They're moving forward on certain levels, but it keeps failing. It's not the result they wanted. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they'll, they'll get away with that either. The social, the, the passport didn't work, that whole thing. I don't think so. There are too many people waking up now. Mm -hmm. and they don't have remember you know you've read my books the Syrians have also said i've always said back in the day they said you are seven billion they are two thousand now they we are eight billion and they are two thousand right. and they're well aware of that mm -hmm. and even if they try to reduce our numbers back down to five billion or whatever still they cannot control the human race we are not controllable Absolutely. Lots of people are going to go down. That let, let's be honest. That is, we see people dying off now already. That mm -hmm. is the tragedy of this moment, and we have to cope with that. But right. um, this is—we don't lose this war. The light does not lose this war. I agree. So let's uh, let's give them the the book one more time. So it's available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, guys. Hacking the God Code, Conspiracy to Steal the Human Soul by Patricia Corey. So what what are you what are your plans for the future, Patricia? Well, <laughs> big question, Michael. <laughs> um, right now I'm promoting the book as I'm very busy doing this, mm -hmm. hoping to get it out to as many people as possible. And I'm also, I think, you know, I'm also a screenwriter. I've got a, a film. You're in Florida, right? Yeah. You may just, we may just get to meet because this oh, film good. may be filming in Florida uh, sometime in the spring. So there's that on the table. And again, Excellent. even the screenwriting is about bringing forward empowerment messages for, for, for stories that empower the human spirit. But what is my uh, my work my work is what it is it's what it's always been keep writing keep pounding keep helping and in the meantime loving my life i have a simple life i live on this virgin i mean it's not virgin but it's just pristine underpopulated which is my favorite thing yes. and uh, doing my best to stay healthy and to stay strong and to be in service wow beautiful so get that book guys it's uh it's fantastic i'm i'm just i'm just diving into it uh it's just it's a treasure 
It's one of those books that's probably going to help a lot of people. A lot of you will probably read this, get deeper insights of what's going on right now and, and have a, a better action plan probably going forward. And you can help other people because uh, those of us that are in the light, we're attracted to each other now and uh, we're helping each other. And Patricia has done a phenomenal job of, of helping us out. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And if you're speaking of helping, if you know other uh, light workers that will be gracious enough to bring me on. That oh, would yeah. Be a big... oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we you'll, you'll be doing lots of shows. This is going to be good. This is a great, yeah, uh, really great discussion. The help. It's hard to get into the network. So thank you for that. Yeah, because and... uh, they, they shut us down. They shut our books down because we're revealing uh, that's just all part of their their control system. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm living. To, I'm yeah. living it. You know, I got yeah. one day. I was 12 books out there, all successful, and the next day the publisher saying, uh, "Thanks, we've taken you as far as we could go." It's like, well, actually, you didn't take me. <laughs> so thanks for the memories. And uh, now, you know, it's doing it myself. I'm loving it. It's it's just. Good. Um, there is some media that's like this is too dangerous for us, but. Uh, by and large, we know who our community is. So yeah, thank you for the offer to help. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Hope you guys enjoy the show as much as I did. Always enjoy Patricia coming on. Uh, we'll look forward to her coming back. Uh, and after I've read the book, <laughs> we'll have some, more, have some more discussion about it. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. All right. Thanks, Patricia. Well, it's a big one. Yeah, it's not, it's not, not that, not too bad because when you, because I was I I cruised through those three chapters very quickly, um, because it's it's very well done, so people will be able to uh, absorb it very quickly. I believe. Thank you. Well, I sure think it's prophetic that it arrived during the interview. There you go. I mean that that should that should tell everybody this book is meant to be. <laughs> so it's uh, been fantastic. I love it. All right, everyone. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality.